God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Drinking that second cup, son. Cup number two, we call it, in the biz. I mean, that's business lingo, cup number two. Of course. Not a lot of people are in the biz, so... You know, I'll say things like that cup number two and people are like, huh, what are you, what, what are you referring to? I mean, oh, don't worry about it. It's a business thing. Like it's a music business thing. Right. We've given our whole lives to this industry. So we, <clears throat> we don't even know we're doing it sometimes. And so I have to be really consciously aware that, oh, people might not be understanding what I'm saying. Right. We don't want to speak over their heads too much, which by the way. Yeah. Is today your birthday? It is. Happy birthday, Bob Schneider. Yeah, I'm just riding my bike around town late. Right. Well, you decided that for your birthday, you'd get a paper route this year. So, yeah, I got to get that Austin Chronicle out somehow. Look, some people pay good money to join a gym. I got a paper route and I'm making money and I'm getting swole as F. Right. I'm not going to use the word F-U-C-K. No, why would we do that? We're grownups. Yeah. Grownups don't use that word. I use the word F. Also, I use the word B. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) If I want to describe an avian (laughs) creature that collects pollen and makes the world work. Apparently, if all the bees died, there's just a matter of time before we all die. Apparently, bees hold it all together. Thank you, bees, for your wonderful work. (laughs) I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the bees. There's a movie out on Apple Plus called The Greatest Beer Run on Earth or something. It's about a guy who, like, during the Vietnam War, wants to, like, show his support for the troops. So he gets a bunch of beer and then goes over to Vietnam to give it to people. It got really bad reviews. But it's got, like, Zac Efron was written by the Ferrelli guy. It's got Bill Murray in it. I was like, Hmm. how bad can that be? Hmm. But I couldn't get myself to watch it. I mean, most movies are not good. It's kind of just a miracle when a movie's good. Dude, I have every streaming service. Every one. Like, yeah. literally 30 streams. I went through all of them last night. I couldn't find anything I wanted to watch. Finally, I was just like, fuck it. And I went to Poker Go because I have that. Because I have every streaming service. And I just watched Poker. And man, I enjoyed it. I do the same thing. I, uh, you know... I think it's an illness because the the pro there's movies you want to watch. There's movies you would watch. Yeah. And when you had less options, you sort of just you tried to make the best decision you could. Maybe you were in a movie store. Maybe you borrowed something and you just didn't have any options. So you kind of just committed to something. And I think you had more fun, even if it was bad now, because we know that you can watch anything when you watch something bad now. Plus, you also are like tempted to just look at your phone the whole time. So you're not really watching it. Like last night, we were watching a show that we like called The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. We like the show. But I was on my laptop and my wife was on her phone the whole time. That's an illness. That's a sickness. Well, I have watched a movie called Amadeus with you and mm-hmm. you were on your phone a lot while we were watching it. And with, I think that's a younger thing because I... When I'm watching a movie, I'm not on my phone ever. I had a hard time. I've since rewatched that movie and I love it. It's a masterpiece. But I had a hard time watching it on your TV because you had that weird, like, 
setting on your TV where it looks like super 3D or something. It just looked so weird. It was to too watch. high def. It was too high. I have a setting just, called too too high def. It's called like masking or something. It's called something. Remember when Tom Cruise would do those like PSAs before a movie where he was asking people to turn that off on their TVs? You ever seen that? No. Hi, I'm Tom Cruise, obviously. And I'm Chris McCoy, obviously. And we're talking to you from the set of Top Gun Maverick. We're very proud to present Mission Impossible Fallout, and we want you to enjoy it to the fullest possible effect, just as you would in a theater. To that end, we'd like a moment of your time to talk to you about video interpolation. Video interpolation, or motion smoothing, is a digital effect on most high-definition televisions and is intended to reduce motion blur in sporting events and other high-definition programming. The unfortunate side effect is that it makes most movies look like they were shot on high-speed video rather than film. Now, this is sometimes referred to as the soap opera effect. Without a side-by-side -side comparison, many people can't quite put their finger on why the movie they're watching looks strange. Most HDTVs come with this feature already on by default. And turning it off requires navigating a set of menus with interpolation often referred to by another brand name. If you own a modern high-definition television, there's a good chance you're not watching movies the way the filmmakers intended. And the ability to do so is not simple for you to access. Filmmakers are working with manufacturers to change the way video interpolation is activated on your television, giving you easier access and greater choice over when to use this feature. Meanwhile, a quick internet search should provide you with step-by-step -step instructions on how to quickly disable the feature so that you can enjoy the movie you're about to see exactly as the filmmakers intended. On behalf of everyone who works so hard to bring you the very best motion picture experience, thank you very much for listening. Enjoy. He did this whole thing where he's like, hey, here's how... It's like Tom Cruise. They got like the biggest star in the world to talk people through how to turn that off on their TVs because it's some setting. Oh, I probably... That's probably what ruined Scarface for me because I watched Scarface with that setting on and I was like, oh, these all look like sets. Yeah, exactly. It makes everything look too surreal or something. Yeah. Also, I, I this is a hot take. Scarface isn't as good as like the hype of it. Like, I think Carlito's Way is a much better gangster movie by Brian De Palma. I'm going to get, I'm going to up your, I'm going to up the ante yeah. on your Scarface hot take and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, take the heat up all the way to high boil okay uh and say this that movie sucks dude i watched the godfather one and two with my wife because she hadn't seen it because she's young and then i was like oh we should watch scarface it's similar in that it's a classic gangster movie and we watched it and i was like oh this movie sucks i mean when you compare it to godfather or goodfellas which is probably number three after Godfather one and two. Uh, I don't know. I would put Casino up there. I'd put Casino real high, actually. Dude, I'd put almost any movie above Scarface. Now, that it's it's an iconic movie. And there's some funny, funny scenes in it that make yeah. you laugh out they're not loud. Supposed to, they're not supposed to be funny, they're, but yeah. They're kind of not supposed to be funny. And there's this, you know, the, the scene in the shower where his friend's getting cut up is no joke. There's some great scenes in it. The music's really good. But on the whole, dude, that movie is just dumb. Which is fine. Like, you can make a dumb gangster movie. It's just weird that it's so, it's such a, like, the title and the some of, some of the scenes, like some of the iconography, him holding Say Hello to My Little Friend shit. It's, it's not good. It doesn't live up to it. Have you seen Carlito's Way recently? I don't think I've seen it recently. I remember enjoying it. It's weird because it's another... Brian De Palma, Al Pacino gangster movie. It's real similar, 
but it's a lot more subtle. It's a better movie. It's just a good movie. Scarface is real over the top. Hey, by the way, if you're coming into town, this is for the, our out-of-town guests. If you're coming into Austin for ACL and you want to get to the ACL the and you're downtown somewhere, the best way to best best way to go is is take uh, Carlito's way. You don't want to get on the Scarface Expressway. You want Carlito's way. Well, some people take I-10 or I-35 or Mopac, but I would definitely take Carlito's way. Right. Also, if you're ordering spaghetti at Mandola's, mm-hmm. you can get the regular version, which is good. It's it's excellent. But I usually get mine Carlito's way. Also, if you're wondering how many pounds you are, you can get on you know the classic scale. You can go to the doctor and get on the one where you have to move the little blocks at the top, which was made by the Egyptians 17,000 years ago. Or you can go to uh, Carlito's Way, where they have modern they have modern scales you can get on. You oh, it's a place yourself. where they weigh you, and it's yeah. called Carlito's Way. Exactly. Oh wow! W e i g h. Why wouldn't they call it by its full name, the Way Place? Well, I guess brand recognition from the film, uh, and everyone loves Carlito too. So okay. everyone trusts Carlito. Well, personally, I'm on this new keto diet. And I'm looking fucking swole as F. And um, like, there's a lot of options for shakes. Like, a lot of people uh, will use like soy protein, or um, but I prefer um, Carlito's Way protein, right? Right. Shakes myself. Does Carlito make it himself for you? Oh, I uh, I think it's a company. If you need to feed your horses out there in Texas, he lives also on a ranch and. You can get some of Carlito's hay to give your horses if they're hungry. Oh, they've got Carlito's hay? Yeah. Hey. That's cool. Okay. It is cool, isn't it? I like it. Sometimes my wife and I go on walks because we both work from home. And whenever I'm home, it's nice to go on a walk. The last walk we went on, we had a fight. That was mostly my fault, but a little bit of her fault too, but mostly my fault. Mm. Just just now, (laughs) she's like leaving the house. I'm like, hey, where are you going? She's like, I'm going for a walk. No invite. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that's part of being in a marriage. Yeah. Is not every day is a rosy, fun-filled day. So I have a friend that I travel with, that I work with. He's younger, and he's an audio guy. Okay. He's real, real smart, real uh, particular, real cool. He does a great job for us. Yeah. But he confessed that he has never had a girlfriend and never had relations with a woman. Whoa, how old is he? He's 29. Is now, he good looking? He he's charming, yeah. I mean, he All could, right. he Char- could def- charming is the same thing as like when I ask when I ask my wife like, "Oh, is she good looking?" "Oh, she's cute." "Oh, she's got a great personality." That's that's code for no. He is good. I mean, he look, he's a dude and he works in the music industry. You know, whether or not he's attractive doesn't even matter. If you were going to rate him on a scale from one to ten. Okay, but this is a, but you know what I give myself on that? Just without a guitar in my hands, a six. So yeah, I would give him a three or a four. He's not, he's no six like me. Oh my you put God. A guitar, you put a guitar in my hands, I jump up to a, an easy nine. Yeah, yeah. Anybody on stage is, you're going to get an extra three numbers added to your score. But he uh, made it. He made three it or four sounds 
real bad because all right but it doesn't the, matter but here's it the doesn't low. here's here's low here's here's one here's here's a one you can't have a zero zero would be a uh, just a person that's been eviscerated and is like a bowl of soup <laughs> that's a zero that doesn't even, you know what i mean yeah so i mean i one, guess i guess if someone was a bowl of soup i'd give them a zero that's true so one would be like worse like a two would be uh the elephant man the elephant man would be a two so one is worse than that because because he had he was charming he was had a charming personality the elephant man now he had really bad teeth like he had a bad mouth you would not want to kiss him but he his personality was such that he became so so it would have to be somebody who who couldn't talk who looked like the elephant man that's a one two is elephant man three would be mask Kid from that also had the same problem as the elephant man. So you're putting him in the mask category. So he's probably like a five. And you're, by the way, you're a solid eight without a guitar. Okay. Well, now that we've fully calibrated, I mean, my personal opinion. Sounds like he's about a four or five. My personal opinion is if you're young and thin, which he is. Oh, he's thin? He's thin. Oh, he's nobody that's not deformed who's thin is under a five. Okay. If you're well, thin and not deformed and don't have a, does he have a speech impediment? No, no he's real. Does smart. he have a wooden eye? <laughs> no, no wooden All eye. Right, not yet. There's no way he's under a five. Well, listen, I'm, this isn't even what I wanted to talk about. I I wanted to get your advice because hold on, hold on. Now that I know who this guy is, zip, go, proceed. A young thin man in the music industry should get laid. So. He hasn't, and he he sort of told me plainly. He had no shame about it. He was like, "Yeah, I've n- I've never had a girlfriend, and I've." Of course, my follow up was like, "Have you ever?" I who knows what I said. I, I probably said made love or something. Have you ever been attracted to a man? Uh, that was asked as well, and the answer was no. Straight? Are you never? Well, then he's having sex with children because nobody makes it to twenty nine and is not having sex with something. Well. So what 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 is he doing for masturbation? That was my that would be my first question. What are you masturbating to? You didn't ask him that. No. So we're talking about this because <laughs> no. it's curious to me. And he said, "I realize what I got to do, and I want to get your opinion because this what I said to this offended somebody else in my camp." Right. He said, "He said I realize what I have to do." Like he had an epiphany. <clears throat> I'm like, "What's up, baby?" And he says, "I need to start treating." women that I'm interested in, like we're already married. I need to like think of them as my wife already and treat them oh, that way. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He religious though? I don't know. I don't think so. No, he is. He is. Well, so I said, dude, that is not. No. I said, look, <laughs> I've been married a long time. I love my wife. We're real close. We're so close. She doesn't even invite me to go on a walk. And I'm not even offended because I get it because last time was unpleasant, mostly because of me. Yeah, yeah. I said, but I said, but listen, man, the way my wife and I interact now is real different than the when we were getting our shit on. Yeah. When we were getting our shit on. Dude, when you were getting your shit on. Shit was popping off and it was hot. exciting and hot. it was fucking hot shit. No joke. You know, I I was with you in your life a lot when you and Laura were starting to hang out. Dude. And shit is hot and heavy and you you don't you don't treat those situations as if you're married. Let's put it that way. No. You and and I I tried to clarify. I said, "When you say that, 
you're not saying like you should be nice to women because like of course you should treat women with respect and be nice. But I'm like I'm trying to figure out like you want to treat them like your wife. I'm like no, dude, women want to fuck someone with confidence, someone who's a killer. Yeah. Someone who has swagger and fucking changes a room. They want to fuck a dude who's covered in the enemy's blood. Which and I fully agree. And by the way, because it offended somebody in my touring camp. And uh, so whenever that happens, and it was a male that I offended. So anytime that happens. All right. All right. I, well, all right let me tell you how old this guy is. And I'll, t- I'll, I'll describe him to you. The guy that got offended. Mm-hmm. He's 29 to 33. He's in no. that age group. No. 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 Oh, shit. Okay, then I'm not even going to continue. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I checked in with Isabel because Isabel's real smart and real. Um, she's like Laura, you know, she doesn't really fit an ideological mold. So you can't really peg her as like super left or like she's just she's kind of issue Common, by issue. No, she's here's what she is smart. Yeah. And looks at the world with a critical eye. And so she doesn't suffer bullshit. Well, I told her, I said, I said, basically, I gave this guy who's not been in a relationship. I basically told him that, no, don't treat women you want to pursue sexually or romantically like a wife yet. Like, you've got to play this game that's a little, it's a little, um, I don't even know, really know how to describe it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? There's a dance to it that is not the marriage dance. Now, you do this dance I'm talking about. And then if you catch the right feelings and you're like, holy shit, this might be someone I can love forever, you start to transition into building a life with somebody. And that to, I just think that's different than the, when you're first sexually attracted to somebody and when they're sexually attracted to you. There's something kind of not nice about it in a way. It, it's not something you write you know, a, a wholesome poem about. All right, I want to know, know how old this guy is who is offended. I can't say. I can't say, but older than older than 33. Older than me. My age? Late 30s? Between me and you. Between our ages. And heterosexual man, white male. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. I think he thought it was... A, I, married I was, or not married? This guy married or not married? Married for like 22 years. You know what? Let's put a pin in it. And we'll get on that secret weekly, son, and we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. Because in the secret weekly, we can talk about anything. Obviously, this is open for public consumption. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. We, you and I haven't talked about this. I suspect we have similar opinions, but all right, here's I wanted here, to give him. Right. I wanted to give him good advice, meaning I want to help him meet someone and get laid, uh, and and also, you know what? Too also maybe find some love in there. But honestly, if you're 29 and haven't experienced is that he yet, on, is he on stage? Is he playing music no, on stage? No. Oh, he's not on stage. No, he's he's a tour. He's a, he's a, oh, so he's off stage. Because we got a friend, like we got our friend Jay Thomas. Now he's a smart, strong, good looking man. Mm-hmm. He likes and to party after the show. He likes to party after the show. And he had a little, he had a little dry run for a minute. Now, mm-hmm. he didn't make it to 29, obviously, but he had a dry run for a minute. And we we're I was just like, he wanted to, you know, he wants a girlfriend. He wants to be with somebody. And, and he was just having a hard time making that work. And I didn't know what to do. I don't know. I didn't know what to, you know, 
I didn't know what to tell. I, you know, I didn't know what advice to give him. I was trying to find somebody to hook him up with too. And I, I, I didn't know anybody because I'm not that age. I'm not that age where I know a lot of people and know a lot of single people. Most of the people I know are married. Same, same for me. And I, I just wanted to give, you know, I think Jay's in a different position because Jay has, ex- he has experience. Yes. And Jay, Jay knows what it, what it's all about. He Jay was just knows having what trouble. Yeah. He was having trouble like finding, um, finding someone to work his magic on, which that's a, that's a problem. You know, like if you're running in circles or if you're not going out or whatever, you know, those this people guy, are, they're called incels. Well, this guy has, I think the wrong philosophy about it. And I just want to help him get the right, because I think if you're young and thin and cool, which he is, and you want that out of life, you want to meet people and be naked with them, which I think without trying to sound crude or anything, I just think it's an important part of life. And uh, it's a shame to not experience it, especially when you're young. And so I just want to make sure he has some good ideas about how to go about it, because whatever he's doing now ain't working. Well, here's my advice to him. Just go up to fat chicks and <laughs> and and be God. really be, and be nice to them, and you will be able to have sex with them. Period. <laughs> That's horrible. No, it's not horrible. It's true. Look, don't try to climb Mount Everest by jumping up onto the top of the mountain. To get there, you got to go through the base camps. Start. Go to base camp. Base camp <laughs> is fat chicks. God. Start there. Start there. Start with divorced. 40-year-old women who are 30 pounds overweight. Trust me when I say this. You will get laid. And once you build up a little confidence, other women will see that confidence in you. As soon as you as soon as you and by the way, do what Ludacris does. Do not wash the stink off your shit. So have sex with a fat lady, then walk around, don't shower. Walk around with those pheromones dripping off you and watch the ladies. Like you, you'll be like a Venus flytrap. They'll just come at you and you'll be <laughs> like, what is going on? And then you work your way up the mountain as far as you can. And then when you get to the point where I can't go on anymore, then you get married. Or if you're you and me, you go right to the top and that's where you get married. And then you need oxygen. <laughs> You need a Sherpa. You need a whole lot of help for the rest of your life until you come down off that mountain because it's there's there's not not a lot of oxygen at the top of the mountain where you and me are. I was always really lucky in that. I mean, I always had girlfriends even in like kindergarten and first grade. Now it was like holding someone's hand at the lunch table or whatever. But I was just always too dumb to know not to be courageous with women. Like. I don't think I had a lot of tools. I just think I, I always liked, I always liked the attention. I always liked having somebody, and I always just kind of went for it. Dude, I've seen you. I've seen you be so charming to strangers, and I'm like, how does somebody? How did I'm amazed by the amount of swagger that you have, dude? It's truly remarkable because i don't have any of it like i only can play my music on stage and that gets women all confused and they think they're (laughs) they think they're attracted to me and if i can if i can get to them before that confusion wears off then i then i can get naked with them otherwise if i just meet somebody cold and i'm like hey what's up i'm dude 
And then I start talking about some crazy, wacky bullshit like Carlito's <laughs> way jokes. They're like, go fuck yourself, dude. Whereas you go up and you're like, you get them laughing. You get them. You're telling stories. You're making them feel safe and at ease, dude. And I know people like you that just have always been able to like, yeah, of course you've always had a girlfriend. You've always, because as soon as you're single, you do your razzle dazzle on these chicks. And, and before too, you know, before you know it, you're like, Oh, I'm back in a relationship again. I've thought like, I really should have in all of these years. You ever, you ever had a friend that was like just single and they're like, yeah, I'm just working on my, I'm just taking my time. I, I just need to be alone. I have never understood that feeling because I've never felt it. And I have thought, like, I'm super happy with my life. So it's not one of those, like, you know, it's like if you if you step on the flower, you know, in the time machine, it changes everything. I don't want anything to change about my life. But I have thought, like, maybe taking some time would have been good for me. But I've never done it. I don't think I've not had a girlfriend since, like, sixth grade. I mean, I've gone through some periods where I was single, but I was never, like... You were never alone. I was never. I always had like friends with benefits and stuff. And uh, like, what's the longest period you were alone? I will say this. After when I was getting a divorce. So 10 or 12 or 13 years ago, I was so I was separated and. And I was separated for a couple years before we actually got a divorce and. And I was kind of dating during that period. And then at a certain point, it just felt gross to be like, still be married and dating women. And I just said, until I get a divorce, I'm just not going to date anybody. And by dating, I mean like hook up or do anything. So for about, for over a year, like 13 months, I was completely celibate and not dating anybody. And it felt what pretty good. What was that like? Felt great. good? Felt great. Really? Yeah, it felt good because I don't know. Like, because the problem with me is I tend to like use that kind of stuff to just check out. Like, it's easy to hook up with somebody and just check out. The difference between, you know, the difference between the relationship I have with my wife now and the difference when I first met her was like, when I first met her, she was just like this hot woman that I could just kind of check out on. Like when you're, when you're going through all the, like trying to hook up with somebody and then hooking up with them, like that whole time, you're not, you're just, it's not that you're checked out, but you're just not, you're not concerned about, your anx- you're not thinking about your anxieties. You're not thinking about anything. You're not even thinking about the person's well-being or anything. You're just like, I got to do this. It's like some part of our wiring as men, as human men, where we're like, we got to get this. Like to procreate, and, and it's to procreate. It's to create another human being so that the species survives. It's It's a survival mechanism that's built into us. And so when you're doing that, you just feel like, yeah, this is the thing. But then, and it, it, for me, it feels like drugs. Like it's a, it's almost like taking a drug. And then it's kind of like once you ejaculate, all of that kind of goes away. And you're like, you're like the Hulk, you know, like when 
the Hulk would come to, Bill Bixby would come to, and he'd be like, <laughs> oh shit, what just happened? You know? And right. you're just like, oh, what did I say? Your yeah, clothes are all maybe, on the maybe, floor, maybe, ripped up. Maybe it, maybe it didn't mean quite all of those things I said. <laughs> maybe I wasn't quite honest in all of my uh, interactions with you uh, up to this point. You know, it's just a weird thing. So that all changed. Once you're married and you're with somebody and they become a real person, a lot of that goes away. And then you're like, then you have to do other things. You have to like check in with them know how you're how they're feeling how you're feeling you got to feel connected and i i love it i think it's a really it's way more meaningful it means more to me but it doesn't have that same rush like it doesn't have that same like eating a snickers bar it's more like having a fine like a delicious steak and and you know it's a having a steak and some broccoli and then maybe a little dessert or something. Whereas initially it was like Taco Bell followed by a shake. You know what I mean? Well, I travel with a guy who's single and <clears throat> it's fascinating because he's every city, you know, he has t Tinder now or whatever the right. Bumble, Bumble, whatever they all are. He has all the apps. Yeah. Hinge. And it's Grindr. just, I, I sat on a plane with him once and he was like, we were flying to Denver or something. So he was already swiping for Denver for when we got there. And it was like a fucking Pavlov's. It was just like a drug. Like he was yeah. swiping so fast yeah, and like liking some of them, uh, swiping up on some of them. You can like really like them or just like them. And it, it was just amazing to me. And it, it seemed really sad and empty. So that's like, I wouldn't wish that for my buddy who hasn't ex like, my my happiest experiences being sexual with people was when there was a connection, a slight connection. It wasn't just I swiped right five thousand because I asked this guy. I said, "Dude, you're swiping so fast, you don't know anything about these chicks." And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, if I swipe five thousand times, my chances of getting a match are higher." So he just sort of had gamed it a little bit. He's like, "Well, when, when I land in Denver, I'm going to have probably two hundred matches, maybe." 10 of those 200 are going to be women I'm actually into. And then maybe one of those 10 or 20, I can actually go on a date with tonight. It was just like, whoa, it just seemed empty and exhausting. Yeah. But that's what people do to get their drugs. I mean, people right, right. commit crimes so they can get enough money. They, they steal something. Then they go fence it. Then they go buy drugs. Then they shoot up. Then they're like, Oh, I got to do that again. I will say this. When I was single and I was, trying to hook up with whoever I could hook up with. I, it was definitely, I was not happy during that yeah. period of my life right. because I, again, it was just like, it was similar to drugs. I mean, um, it was similar to my relationship with alcohol, which was like, I just needed it to be okay. And if I didn't have it, I was just not okay. So like if I was on the road and, and I didn't, wasn't able to hook up with anybody after a week. Oh my God, dude, I was the grumpiest motherfucker on the bus. Yeah. I've seen that too. Not, not you specifically, but I've seen like my single friends that haven't been able to be successful, get grumpy, like almost get like grumpy. Like when you haven't eaten. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, and then you hook up and you're like, Oh, okay, great. But then it's like, just like drugs and alcohol. You just want more. 
And the thing about it is, just like drugs and alcohol, that shit's not regulated. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't know what you're going to get. You can get that fentanyl hit, son, or you can get that fucking, you know what I mean? You get that chlamydia, you can get that AIDS, you can get that fucking crabs. You don't know what you're going to get. You can get a hostile husband coming at you. You don't know what you're going to get. Here's what you're not going to get. Your wife, who you're married to, who you know. I'm telling you, dude, as I get older, I just want, I just want stable and boring. Stable and boring is so, I don't know, comforting to me. Uh, I know that that doesn't sound like anything anybody wants, stable and boring, but I'm telling you, man, I just, I, I, when life's stable and, and boring, I'm like, ah, oh, this is, this is what I want. Uh, stable and boring is my goal. That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm doing all this for. Right? I mean, I love I, stable. And I'm boring. telling you, man, as I get older, like watering the plants, I'm like out watering the plants. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. this right. I, can, I can handle this. Right. Doing the dishes. I can handle this. Uh, my wife's going to leave me. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't like that. No, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean oh right. chlamydia no thanks oh That's- the results came back from your lab test it's, there's some abnormalities i don't know if i can handle that yeah oh i'm getting a phone call in the middle of the night from somebody what there's a saying about it like your health is like the most important thing until you know when you don't have your health it's like the only thing you care about right you get a toothache I mean, there are people who kill themselves over toothaches because it's so painful and it's so psychologically painful to have a toothache. Right. And you get a toothache, boy, your problems get real simple. Yeah. You're like, I need to solve this toothache. And then when your tooth gets better, you're like, I'm the richest man in the world. Well, we need to skedaddle. We're going to run out of time here on this very sage, very wisdom-filled episode. I mean, it may have started with Scarface criticism, but it's ending with some Real serious wisdom. Dude, there was so much wisdom in the show. We actually had to vacuum pack it like four or five times to get it all inside this episode. Like it's right. vacuum packed tight, tight, son, with wisdom. We're going to drop more of it in the Secret Weekly, too. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah, it's crazy that we even had this much to drop and we still got more to drop. Uh, if you want to join us in the Secret Weekly, you can do that by joining us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash just the letters IOK. It's basically five bucks a month. You get all the Secret Weeklies, some postcards, and some other bonus shit. And uh, we're going to go there now because we're running late. And we'll see you guys there. If not, we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.